It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Here's Jeff Parles. Welcome in. It is Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Happy to be with you as always. I'm Jeff Parles. Alex White is here. Busy? I, I don't know if I'd use the word busy today, but high-end events today on the sports calendar. I Maybe I'm over-speaking on Pittsburgh and New England, but in-season tournament just due nor- uh, north of us at T-Mobile. Alex, it's a good day. It's a good day here. It is a good day. I'm excited. A lot of different sports to talk about. And as you mentioned, that NBA in-season tournament has really taken the highlight, right? We've got this first game on now, Pacers and the Bucks, and then we've got the second game coming up here soon, which you will be at. Is that correct? I will be there tonight. Yep, Lakers. I would imagine the Lakers angle and also a reasonably later start time. A normal start time for us here in Vegas is going to lead to a, a better crowd than at this East game, which can't seem surprised. A little more sparsely attended. Uh, it's a, a Thursday at two o'clock in the afternoon. What did you, what did you expect? By the way, this game went off. Pacers, the underdog Pacers, currently up by seven, 45-38 at T-Mobile. Bucks went off either five or five and a half point favorites. And the total, Alex, behind us, market high, and the highest total in the last 25 years in the NBA, at least, 258 and a half on the total for that one. Right now, if you're looking at continuous live totals for this one, currently sitting at 242 and a half. So <laughs> you're way ahead at the moment if you took that under that bloated total. On this one again, uh, Indiana up by eight at the moment of 48 45 to go. First half, not surprised by the total at all. These two both play very fast and they can score, both of them making 50% of their shots. So I understand that why it opened that or moved that way. And we'll see, we'll see if we get any more points right now. Currently, 88 five minutes to go in the second quarter. A little surprised just on the way that it was bet, at least from my angle. These are playoff light games to me. And we know those are usually tighter games. They're slower. I I think the market got a little ahead of itself because of what happened two nights ago with the Bucs and the Knicks, which was just an insanity over. Uh, Indiana, who's leading the league in points per game, they're leading the the league in possessions per game as well, which I would argue is more important than the points per game angle at this point when you're looking at basketball totals. Uh, I think we got a little out, a little out in front of ourselves on that, but hey, plenty of game. And if this thing goes overtime, uh, that total could come into play, even at that bloated number. Uh, let's hit the other NBA game first. Also on the show today, we have college hoops with Jim Root of Three Man Weave about twelve minutes from now, six uh, fifteen Eastern, three fifteen Pacific time. All right, Alex, the late game Lakers up to two, Pelicans the opponent two thirty one and a half. The West pod of this NBA in-season tournament. Winner, of course, gets the winner of the game going right now on Saturday night at T-Mobile. Lakers open one and a half. So, small move up to two. Uh, one, 230 to 231 and a half. Uh, I do like the Lakers to win. I'm a little mad at myself. I didn't take the better money line price on LA. But I do expect the Lakers to win and uh, get get undefeated through this in-season tournament to now to play another undefeated foe in the in-season tournament, regardless of who wins his East game. 
I completely agree. I'm going with experience here with the Lakers. I think they get it done. What's nice about this in-season tournament is once they get to this point, it's just one game, right? Where they're used to these seven series games when they get down to the real championship. So I think LeBron steps up, shows up for this one. No time management. We'll see him play as long as he needs to. And Anthony Davis is coming off a very big game as well to get to this point. So I think that's what the NBA wants. I think that's what people in Vegas want is to see the Lakers in the finals. And uh, we'll, we'll know here shortly. Two right now, one, 231 and a half late game tonight. Six, uh, at least scheduled for six right now. They got to get all the fans that are in out and get everyone back in. I'd be surprised if that game doesn't start until about 615 Eastern at the earliest over at T-Mobile. Again, Saturday night here in town, 6 o'clock Pacific for the title game. Winner of the game going now against the winner later. All right, to the NFL tonight. <laughs> we talked about this on Monday. The total is 30 between the New England Patriots and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Lowest total of the NFL season by three whole, three whole points, Alex. Lowest one before this was 33 which was that giant jet game, which went way under all numbers. 13-10 uh, final that day in the Meadowlands. And here we go. New England, the first team since the 1938 Chicago Cardinals to play three consecutive games that they allowed 10 or less points and lose all three games. The Steelers, Mitchell Trubisky will go with the ankle injury of Kenny Pickett, sidelining him for at least a month. And the Steelers are still in the playoff picture to the five seed in the AFC, even with that horrible loss a week ago to the Arizona Cardinals uh, in Pittsburgh, a 24-10 loss. Uh, Trubisky and company, five, and I mean, it really is amazing that they're five and a half point favorites, just a testament to how bad New England is. And a total, as we said, sitting at 30 right now. Yeah, you're right. I think that number is a little high. Didn't touch the side, but I am on the under. I'm not afraid of that low total here because we know exactly who these two teams are. You just mentioned New England coming off those three games of holding teams to 10 points or less and losing those games. And then we've got Pittsburgh on the other side, whose defense has been really good. Six in points allowed, holding teams to 19.1. So I don't expect a lot of offense here in this one. So I feel pretty safe with that 30 and a half. I, uh, I have a weird feeling this game's going over and it's not, there's no rationale. There's no numbers to back this one. New England's offense is pathetic. We know this. They've still have a top tier. I don't want to go top tier, but top third defense in the NFL still, even with their problems. Uh, the Steelers. Great pass rush turnover, happy defense. Trubisky looked dreadful last week in relief of Kenny Pickett against a team that's not any good on defense, as we know, in Arizona. I just think that the defenses have opportunity to score some touchdowns tonight. Also, the no touchdown in the game, we've talked about this in other games. Books have it as low as 12 to 1. Wow. Which is just obscenely low. Obscenely the low. The Chargers Patriots last week was what, 30 to 1? Uh, it had to have been higher than that. Probably 50 would be my okay. guess in a game that was in the high 30s last week. Uh, but still, regardless, don't bet that. Don't bet that. If you if you want if you're looking for that sort of prop, don't bet that. That just that's even with a 30, that's too low. Still yeah. should be in about the 30 to 1 range on a uh, 30 total, but 
everyone's betting it. It's the most bet thing in a lot of books so far to offer that uh, here tonight. Again, what a what a dreadful game. There are some other interesting props. What Go do you think it. about scoreless quarter? The yes is minus 110. Okay. I like that one. And then the longest lead, 12 and a half. The under is minus 115. That I don't like that much. No? No. 14 nothing Pittsburgh okay. in play. I wouldn't shock me. Um, I like, I'd rather have the scoreless quarter, personally, if yeah. I'm looking at those prices. And you never see scoreless quarter with a, in, a, in a flip. You never see that. Uh, it's just, again, a testament to how awful this game is tonight in Pittsburgh. Uh, Steelers, again, laying five and a half against the New England Patriots. The Patriots right now, if the NFL season ended, the Patriots would hold the second pick. Only Carolina with a worse record. Uh, both teams on five-game losing streaks. Arizona's third win a week ago against the Steelers, popping them down to three. Uh, again, you just before growing up with seeing Tom Brady and all the, the championship teams, seeing New England back to what they were really before the Belichick-Brady era, kind of jarring to see how bad it has gotten in Foxborough. And these games are important for them for that reason. Staying at the top of the board, one Carolina win would actually push New England to the number one overall pick, at least at the moment. Again, 30, the total, five and a half, the number right now uh, on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, just down the road from us, the Pacers are now favored for the first time today. 54-44 with three minutes to go in the second quarter. Indiana, anywhere from a one and a half to a two and a half point favorite in live markets right now. Totals back up a little bit, still way below what it was pre-flop. 243 and a half live right now. Uh, this has been a dominant second quarter from Indiana, uh, outscoring Milwaukee tw uh, 25 to 15. And quite frankly, it actually looked worse than that. Uh, just watching play here so far out. Pacers six in the East right now, Jeff. Do yep. you like them? Do you think this is sustainable for them? I mean, they took out Boston the other night. They looked really good in that win. How do you feel about L them? Long term? Long term. They're not, a, they're, they're not a real threat in the East, but this is the beauty of this in-season tournament yeah. where you have teams. And on the West side, right now the Lakers and the Pelicans currently sitting at fifth and eighth. On the West side, I, I think the Lakers are, are a legitimate threat to come out of the West in the actual playoffs new orleans capable of making the playoffs for sure uh obviously you want to get up to that six seed so you don't have to play for your life in the seven eight or the or, or the nine ten new orleans went out in that round a year ago to oklahoma city but you look at this indiana team you make the first six and you don't have to play in those playing games that's an accomplishment even with this and for a a team you have two teams left in this field Indiana and New Orleans. They've never won an NBA championship. So this would be the closest thing to winning an actual title in an NBA in the yeah. NBA. Pacers won some ABA titles when they were still in the ABA in the 70s and the 60s. Uh but I, I they're not they're not a title threat. But for this tournament, hey, two more wins and they win this in-season NBA Cup. And Tyrese Halliburton has been amazing, averaging 27, 12 assists and shooting 52%. Right now, if you have a Halliburton tournament in-season tournament MVP ticket, I'd feel pretty good about that. I'd rather have that than the Pacer ticket. Those were obviously bigger numbers on the MVP market. If you did that going into this Final Four, 
you should have taken Halliburton. Again, Indiana with their biggest lead of the game right now at 12, 58, 46 with two minutes to go in the first half. All right, before we get to our guy, Jim Root on college hoops, you know what? We do have hockey. You have hockey tonight on the board. Big slate, 13 games in the NHL. There's one game, though, that is standing out to Alex, and that is north of the border. The Vancouver Canucks, Minnesota Wild tonight, battling in Vancouver. What are you looking at in that one? So I'm waiting to see the current line, but I do like this game over. I believe it is six still and six and a half. Okay, yep. good. Wild are 13 and nine to the over this season and Vancouver 16 and eight. The Canucks have four players with 30 points or more. Four of 13 NHL players with 30 points or more. Four are on the Canucks team. So they have played very well. JT Miller is leading them with 14 goals and 25 assists. Like this game over and that kind of leads me I don't know what it is, but I've been on this grand salami kick, and I like it over tonight. I believe it is 83 and a half. Sean might have to check that for me. 84. 84. I like this over. There's about six games that I was leaning to the over. Wild and Connects were just my favorite game to give out. but So I think we're going to see a lot of goals tonight. I like this over. Frank, uh, <laughs> Frank has poisoned the well with the overs, hasn't he? <laughs> no, no, no. Monday. Hey, Monday, I gave out the under for the salami. It was good by like 10 goals. I don't think he actually made it to the window to to bet it. But, you know, we got to just we got to follow the nights and who's playing. And tonight's an overnight. We'll see how it plays out in the <laughs> NHL. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we get back. Jim Root of three man weave a short card in college hoops tonight. But. There's a lot to talk about a month into the college hoop season. We'll get Jim's thoughts on a lot of things when we come back. Sports by the Book, South Point Studio. If you're celebrating a special occasion or just love fine dining, you're in the right place. Come experience the crown jewel of South Point restaurants, Michael's Gourmet Room. Welcome. With over 600 different types of wines, and magnificent dishes prepared tableside, you'll revel in the rich classic Vegas decor and the best black tie service in the world. This intimate gourmet room has earned accolades galore. Come to Michael's Gourmet Room for an unforgettable dining experience. Another famous restaurant is the Silverado Steakhouse, where you'll find the charm and service that discerning patrons require. From top quality steaks and chops to fresh seafood and desserts, you'll love the award-winning wine list and menu at Silverado Steakhouse. Steak lovers have even more options with primarily prime rib. Catering to hearty appetites, the menu features a variety of flavorful prime rib cuts, dry-aged to ensure tenderness, and then seasoned and slowly roasted. Although prime rib is our specialty, it's not the only thing on the menu. There's something for everyone. And if you're craving a taste of Italy, come experience delicious Italian cuisine and the attentive service at Don Vito's. Our culinary team starts with the freshest ingredients and transforms them into traditional favorites. And don't forget Italian desserts. Don Vito's, savor the taste of Italy. Finally, if sushi is more your style, join us at the popular Zenshin Asian restaurant and sushi bar where we're serving up the freshest sashimi, nigiri, and sushi rolls. And beyond the sushi, an exciting contemporary Asian cuisine menu. 
plus a variety of specialty drinks, Japanese and domestic beer, wine, and sake. Balance your hunger with Zenshin. Sports by the Book rolling along here on the first Thursday of the month of December. I'm Jeff Parles, happy to be with you as always. Alex White alongside and now joining us. You find him on the tweets at Second Chance Points. You find him, Matt Cox, Kai McKeon, uh, over at Three Man Weave. It's our guy Jim Root in the middle of your screen right now. Jim, how you doing today? Good to see you. Oh, it's great to see you too. It's been a little while, but you know, like you said right before the break, there a month into college hoops. It's a lot we've been trying to process and trying to figure out. So excited to, to chop it up with you and see if we can sort it out on air here. Uh, you know what? We we uh, it may take us a few more months to chat to, to, to figure it out, Jim. Uh, thankfully, we got a a few months, uh, three months from now, uh, be in conference tournaments, which will be a whole lot of fun as always. Uh, let's uh, start with tonight. It's a really light card. But I just want your thoughts on the uh, the the Cyhawk on the hardwood. Iowa State's a seven and a half point favorite against the the Hawkeyes. Uh, you know this has been a really nice start to the season uh, for Iowa State. Yeah, I know that they lost those two games in Orlando. Uh, and M, I just think is really good, and I thought Virginia Tech was a bad matchup. Uh, a, a nice little step up in competition, though, for Iowa State. Big favorites at home tonight against their in-state rival. Yeah, this this game, this matchup annually, especially if it's in Iowa City, I usually just kind of close my eyes and bet the home team uh, and let it go as it may. I think Iowa's 4-0 against the spread at home their last four, but this one, of course, is in Ames. Just generally come into it looking uh, as a gut lean towards Iowa State. They're still in a little bit of a feeling out process with their roster. Uh, they've been super heavy to the defensive end the last couple of years, and TJ Otzelberger brought in some guys that are offensively, but maybe don't fit the defensive scheme. So he's trying to find the right lineups. Like, how do I balance the guys that are good on offense with the ones that are good on defense? Uh, meanwhile, Iowa is still sorting it out, too. I mean, they've had like a first or second team All-American caliber star for the last three years. This year, they don't. They're relying very heavily on a Valpo transfer in the paint, Ben Cricky. There's a lot of unsure uncertainties with both of these teams right now. So that that does kind of just bring me back more towards the home angle and the defensive pressure of Iowa State, the way that they're going to feed off of the steals that they'll likely generate in this one in front of that home crowd in Hilton Magic and Ames. I definitely lean towards Iowa State. I couldn't quite get there on the number to bet it, though. I, uh, I'm staying off. I know Alex staying off of this one as well. I, I, I like your strategy. Iowa City just blindly bet the Hawkeyes for this one a little bit different uh, tonight. Uh, uh, Cyhawk on the hardwood. All right, Jim, let's, uh, let's go some macro stuff real quick. You know, I think it's a little bit early in the season to really like look at Ken Palm and take it as gospel. But seeing BYU all the way up at number six, is a little bit jarring for me with the way that going into the year, I thought BYU was going to be one of the weaker teams in the Big 12, and they've steamrolled through non-con. Now, granted, San Diego State, that's a legitimately good win uh, at the Marriott Center. The rest of this non-con schedule, a little bit soft. They've taken advantage of it. So just starting there, a top 10 team in Ken Palm, uh, a, a team that I'm not even certain is even in the top 10 of the Big 10, 12 still, even with the start. What do you make of the Cougars, who I think are one of the more polarizing teams so far this year? 
So I, I actually loved BYU coming into this year. I thought they'd be top half of the Big 12 NCAA tournament type team. Um, I thought they'd be one of the best shooting teams in the country. And I saw a stat after the first six games. They were the first team to win six D1 games by double digits and make double-digit threes in every game. So I think it is held up that they are a phenomenal shooting team. I also think Mark Pope knows the value of winning by 50 instead of 30. So that's been part of their game plan. Um, it, when they, they get up huge in a bye game, they don't really take their foot off the pedal, and they have a lot of depth. You know, They've got like 10 or 11 or 12 guys that are legitimate, uh, you know, high major caliber players so there's not a lot of drop off when they go to their bench which helps blow these teams out so no i do not think this is a top 10 team but i do think it's real i think they could be top 25 they've got a lot of options in the paint the last couple of games they haven't even had fus triore who's you know, their best rebounder most physical big and they've got just a bunch of shooters on the perimeter down hall towards the end of last year solved their point guard questions so I do think this team is legitimate. Now they've got this test at Utah over the weekend, the Holy War, and I'm kind of leaning towards Utah bringing BYU down to earth, but Utah's got uh, some player personnel questions of their own. Their star center, Brandon Carlson, missed last game, so I'm not quite ready to commit to that yet. need to see his availability because I do think at some point BYU is not going to continue this undefeated ATS trend to start the year. Very good. We'll, we'll keep an eye out for that. Jim, are there any other teams that have pleasantly surprised you so far in this first month? We're going to start there, and then we'll get to the other side of that. And I, I didn't expect to answer this at this stage uh, this way, but um, North Carolina, a team that I thought you know, after last year really failed miserably compared to expectations, not making the tournament after being preseason number one. Uh, I know they didn't get to, you know, they're in top UConn at Madison Square Garden, but I think that's mostly because UConn is real, and I was impressed with UNC down in uh, or, uh, Battle for Atlantis. Uh, they, they lost a tough OT game to Villanova in a game where Villanova was really, really hot from the perimeter, uh, and it just seems like this UNC team has a lot better chemistry, and yes, that is a little bit of a subtweet at Caleb Love, um, but They've got a, a more logical pecking order with R.J. Davis moving off the ball. Elliot Cadeau, the, the reclassified freshman point guard, has come in and been a playmaker. Uh, and Harrison Ingram and, and Cormac Ryan have given them a real boost on the wings. Uh, of course, Baycott, an All-American guy in, in, in the middle. So uh, UNC definitely has pleasantly surprised me. And then I know they're number one right now, and it'll be an easy answer, but Arizona... I thought they were the best team in the Pac-12 coming into the year, but I thought that made them like 10th or so nationally. And no, they've been the best team I've seen this year. They can win multiple different ways. They can put runs on you in a hurry. I think they had a 50 to five run against a team in one of their bye games earlier this year. So the spurt ability, the flexibility they have with their roster last year, they were all too bigs, kind of uh, not as flexible. The structure was, was really set on playing in the half court. Uh, and now they've got Keisha Johnson, the transfer from San Diego State, that gives them more malleability in terms of lineups. So both those teams right, right at the top of the country have really exceeded my expectations. I, I think I have higher hopes for them even more down the road now. Arizona's stretch coming up. Wisconsin on Saturday, Purdue, Alabama, and FAU. That's a pretty darn tough stretch. You get through that 3-1, and one and, and Jim, just even watching them at the beginning of the year at Duke, uh, this team feels like the team two years ago that got the one seed and then obviously crashed out to Kelvin Sampson. 
Yeah, yeah, and that you know that team was really good too. Oh yeah, but it, it, it kind of had the same issues as last year, where it was you know we've got two true bigs, and if you can move them around defensively and and kind of handle them, and you know Princeton kind of turned into a really a shorter game, limit the talent uh, or the the talent gap from playing out last year. I just think this team can win in more ways, and I trust Kylan Boswell at point guard a lot more than I trusted Kirk Creesa. Uh, one of the highest turnover rates for any high major guard in the entire country last year. Boswell is a great shooter. He's he's more mature with his decision-making in the backcourt. And, you know, I, I made the Caleb Love comment about North Carolina, but it does seem like Tommy Lloyd has gotten him to play within the framework of a team. He's not taking as many ill-advised shots early in the shot clock. So, yeah, to compare it to that, that Arizona team a couple of years ago, the talent level is pretty close to his high, maybe not a, a top five, top 10 pick like Benedict Matherin, but uh, it's a really, really good team with weapons all over the court and, and different ways to win, either up-tempo or half-court, offense, defense. They kind of have it all. Very good. Now I want to flip the other way. I don't want to say disappointment because there's a lot of season left, but any teams that you've had to adjust down that just haven't lived up to the hype? Duke, right off the bat, uh, I thought they were the number one team coming in, and uh, mostly because I don't think John Shire has figured out their lineups yet. Uh, I've, I've heard some whispers that maybe there's a kind of a divide between the sophomores that came back, uh, Filipowski, Mitchell, uh, Tyrese Proctor, and that five-star freshman group that they brought in uh, with McCain and, and the rest of them. It doesn't seem like they fully meshed I'm sure a lot of those five-star freshmen were like, oh, I'll be the guy that comes in and, and becomes a featured dude. And now it hasn't quite played out that way. They haven't gotten Sean Stewart incorporated into the rotation, who is a, a the best athlete on their team. And I think they're going to need him against some of the higher competition that they face. Barely really saw the floor against Arizona, barely saw the floor against Arkansas. Those are their two biggest uh, head-scratching performances. Of course, they also lost to Georgia Tech, but Tyrese Proctor got hurt in that one. I I'm still optimistic long-term because the talent level is ridiculously high, and Duke got a lot better as the year went on last year, so I think Shire does start to figure things out. Uh, but they need to get Proctor back healthy. He's got the ankle injury that could take him all the way through even Christmas uh, if they take it slow because they don't have so many games coming up. Uh, but into the ACC season, we need to see more consistency out of Duke if they're going to get back up to that title contender, Final Four caliber team. Just haven't quite shown it yet. Jim Root of Three Man Weave with us right now talking college hoops. Jim, who's the best team in the Big East? Oh, boy. Put me on the spot there. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to stick with what I thought coming into the year and say Creighton. Um, I know UConn's looked fantastic, and maybe once they're all healthy, they'll look even better because you know Castle's still on a minutes limit, and Cam Spencer's banged up, and Klingon's still a little banged up with his foot. But uh, Creighton, they had the one really bad performance against Colorado State, but it turns out Colorado State rocks. They're up into the top 25 at Ken Palm, so it's not as embarrassing as it looks. Uh, and Creighton just has like the the pillar inside with Ryan Kalkbrenner and so many different shooters and playmakers on the perimeter between Ashworth, Alexander, and Shireman. You got three guys that can create their own shot and create for others. And that four spot is starting to figure itself out with Mason Miller, Isaac Trout, giving them a little bit of extra boost there. I know Coach McDermott talked about it after they win at, at Nebraska how important those guys making progress is. So by a narrowest of margins over Marquette and UConn. I will go with Creighton, but I think they're all top 
eight teams and all very real national title threats right now. Yeah, I, I would agree. It kind of feels like because of that Colorado State game that Creighton's kind of gotten pushed to the side by some, which, as you said, that Colorado State team is really good and the class in the Mountain West right now. And uh, all, all I'm going to say, Jim, on UConn, I thought there was going to be a, a legitimate dip, at least early, with how difficult this early season schedule has been. I mean, they're one made three-point shot away from being undefeated uh, against this murderer's road. And yes, I know Texas is not quite as good as I thought they would be. Same deal with Indiana. But they thumped North Carolina at MSG. And I mean, losing by four at the Fog, there's nothing wrong with that, regardless of what Kansas's outfit is every year. Yeah, and UConn didn't have Castle in that game at Kansas. And you look at the three-point shooting splits and what McCuller did from beyond the arc. Like, you could argue that that maybe UConn was the better team there, and Kansas was just able to pull it out with the emotion that they had. Uh, yeah, I've, I've been nothing but impressed by UConn so far. The fact that Samson Johnson has given them that two-headed monster at center that they had last year with Sonogo and Klingon, and really the, the leap that Tristan Newton has taken. I thought they would, you know, really fall off without some of the playmaking that Andre Jackson brought to them. And Newton's up at All-American caliber status. Like, you could probably make a case he's been one of the best two or three guards in the entire country this year. I have some slight pause with UConn because of how crazy their late shot clock shot making has been. Uh, go back to some of the caravan shots uh, against Texas that kept them ahead in that game. Some of the stuff Newton made late against Kansas and North Carolina. Uh, it's just been kind of crazy if some of those brick off, maybe uh, other teams are able to, to mount a little bit more of an effort. But, I mean, they've covered like 28 of their last 29 games versus non-conference competition. It's been ridiculous what they've been able to do. And, and seems like Dan Hurley sort of figured things out there in, in stores. All right, Jim, before we let you go, Big time slate on Saturday. Uh, Illinois and Tennessee, a ranked matchup. We mentioned Wisconsin going to McHale to take on number one Arizona. Uh, BYU and Utah, really good game in Salt Lake City. Gonzaga goes to take on Washington, who's been a little bit better than I would have expected early in the year. Oh, and by the way, our alma mater goes to Lawrence to take on KU, uh, what has been a... Uh, a annual bloodbath the last two seasons between Kansas and Mizzou. Uh, but what are you, uh, at least from a betting perspective, we don't have lines up yet. Are there, uh, of those premium matchups, what games are you looking to attack, of course, depending on what these books put up uh, at some point tomorrow? Yeah, sadly, I think the Mizzou bloodbath against Kansas continues. I, I don't have a whole <laughs> lot of hope for uh, – I think Kansas slept walk through their game uh, this week against UMKC because they're just chomping at the bit to, to beat Mizzou by 25 again. So that's one I will certainly be looking at if the number's in the right spot. I mentioned that Utah game hosting BYU. It's going to be a crazy environment for that one. If Brandon Carlson is in there and healthy for Utah, I think it's – a Pretty nice time to get a decent price on Utah with as well as BYU has been playing. And then one other one that, that I like north of the border, Clemson and TCU are the undercard for Purdue, Alabama. But I actually really like Clemson there. Uh, they've been super battle-tested so far this year, and they've passed every one of them with flying colors. Uh, they just beat South Carolina, who's been really good in an arch rivalry game. They won at Alabama. And now they're playing TCU, who has played the weakest schedule in the entire country. It's just been 
team that's 300 plus as a 30 point favorite game after game. And now they got to travel up and, and try to figure out what to do against this Clemson team that is a ton of shooting, a ton of veteran leadership with PJ Hall and Joe Girard coming in from Syracuse. They're really well coached. I like Clemson quite a bit there looking at, you know, Ken Palm's thrown out a line of Clemson minus one. Uh, I would probably bet the Tigers up to minus three just because they, they're more proven. They've figured things out so far this year, have an identity, whereas TCU's just been running up on bad teams and, and barely survived at Georgetown. So give me Clemson in that one. Yeah, I was going to say the only sub 200 they played was Georgetown and uh, they needed some divine intervention in order to win that game uh, at the end uh, where it's uh, pretty clear out of bounds. That's not reviewable, but hey, uh, uh, TCU found a way in that one. And uh, I'm happy you brought up Clemson. Brad Brunel, is on, Brad Brunel is on his cycle where it looks like he's on the hot seat going into a year after a few years of being mediocre. And it looks like Clemson's probably going to get their routine five seed they get every four or five years, Jim. Yeah, we'll see if they make the second weekend or not. That's the, like you said, that always cools down the seat for them. But yeah, last year they lost to Louisville and a bad South Carolina team and a couple other like really baffling head scratching oh, yeah. losses. And this year they're taking care of business. So it seems like they are going to be back in the big dance and, and cooling down that seat once again. Again, Jim Root, uh, of course, second chance points on the tweets, three man weave. Him, Kai, and Matt always do a fabulous job covering college hoops. Uh, you're going to see a member of Three Man Weave on this show every Thursday moving forward with Jim starting it off here today. Jim, it's a pleasure as always. Uh, we will see you again in a few weeks. Uh, good luck on whatever you may have tonight, tomorrow, and of course, uh, we'll see you on Clemson on Saturday against TCU. Sounds good. Appreciate it. Yeah, we'll have better Thursday slates down the road, more I, games to talk about. So looking forward to that. <laughs> yes, I, I, I would say so. We got the lightest card you possibly can get. Uh for this Thursday. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We come back, update you on what we got going on just due north of us. Second half just underway on the East final of the in-season tournament with the Pacers with a double-digit lead at halftime. Uh, but a quick Rick Carlisle timeout, less than a minute in, with back-to-back threes for the Bucks, down to nine, the lead for Indiana. We'll also see our guy Vinny Maliulo in a few minutes so, you know, and maybe Alex will find Alex or I will find some more plays on this Thursday card in the break. We'll see. Sports by the book here at the South Point Studio rolling along on a Thursday. South Point is also proud to provide a variety of relaxing amenities for the guests who want to be pampered. Soak up the sun and let your stress melt away in our lagoon style paradise swimming pool. A relaxing getaway where you can bask in the desert sun and enjoy seasonal food and bar service poolside. And if you really want to escape, come to Spa Costa del Sur. From couple suites to a co-ed wet area, our spa caters to business and leisure travelers who want to unwind and elevate their senses. A visit to one of our spa's steam, sauna, or whirlpool treatment rooms will leave any guest feeling like they can take on the world. gaming amenities include over 60 table games and over 2,600 of the most popular slot and video poker machines. We have penny slots, including the popular Buffalo games and real machines like Wheel of Fortune, Triple Sevens, and Megabucks. If you prefer video poker, try Deuces Wild, Double Double Bonus, or a variety of multi-denomination games. Or try your hand at one of the most popular casino table games in the world. Blackjack. Don't let the game intimidate you. Blackjack, also known as 21, is both easy and fun. 
and our dealers are always happy to assist. And the best part, Blackjack always pays three to two. Next, check out the roulette tables. Roulette is one of the easiest casino games to learn and so much fun to play. It's a favorite of both beginners and seasoned players. In addition to blackjack and roulette, our casino pit features over 60 popular table games like Baccarat, Pie Gal Poker, Three Card Poker, Ultimate Texas Hold'em, and Mississippi Stud. So get out of your room and come join in the fun. It's the Christmas tree behind us here at the South Point Sportsbook. Every sports ball imaginable on that tree. We're happy to be with you as always. I'm Jeff Parles, Alex White alongside Vinny Maliulas with us in five minutes. We'll, uh, we'll actually do the hockey shift change with Vinny in a few moments from now. But in the meantime, uh, let's go to the NFL on Sunday. By the way, this is our show on Saturday will include a lot more college hoops. Some the NBA in-season tournament final will also preview on Saturday. We'll have Vinny. We'll be looking at some NFL a day before as well, and also Army Navy this week. Where uh have you bet the total in that game, or did you just not bother with that? I haven't bet it yet. If it goes down anymore, I may jump on that over because of course my numbers are screaming over. But I know how these games go, and I know it took overtime to get to the over last year, but I think it's at 28 and a half. Uh, right now for Army Navy, 27 and a half. Oh, it has gone down. Even yeah, I, I I might honestly actually look to bet that game over. But remember, last year it was 20 years straight of under, and then last year the game goes to overtime and it blows up that streak. So uh, we'll see. Also, FCS playoffs, uh, numbers up behind us as well. All I'm going to tell you is, and I, I yes, I know, resident me on the uh, on the. The FCS, of course, uh, uh, you have to follow all of it. Uh, South Dakota hosts North Dakota State. And yes, I know North Dakota State is the huge powerhouse in that. South Dakota won in Fargo earlier in the year. They're a six and a half point underdog in this game against the Bison on Saturday. If that thing touches seven, I'm taking seven with, with, with the Coyotes. Uh, so uh, we'll... We'll see what that is. That's at 11.30 Saturday, so we'll have to check in with that on Saturday as well uh, as we go along. Uh, Vinny, and with, with camera crew and tow, looks like, on his way in here. Uh, before Vinny gets uh, on, though, uh, NFL-wise, what, what, what are you looking at right now? What have you played early in the week? Uh, obviously, a lot of these games starting to take some moves here as we get into the later stages of the week. They are starting to take some moves, and I would suggest people – Jumping on totals if they like them because we've got a few that have moved up quite a bit. And those, of course, are the big games with the Cowboys and the Eagles. And then there's been some that have moved down because of weather. So make sure that you are checking your weather. I think my favorite play right now is the Ravens. I laid the seven with them, which has moved quite a bit. It's at eight now here. But the Rams, six wins, of course. But four of those six wins were against Arizona and Seattle. So I just think this is a fraudulent team. The last time we saw them play an elite team, we saw them against the Cowboys and they got blown out of that one. So I love the Ravens here. I think the Ravens are the best AFC team as of right now. So I'm backing them and laying the points with Baltimore. Any that stand out for you? Well, the one concern, I'll just, just throw this out there real quick on Baltimore. Lamar Jackson did not practice today. 
uh, with an, dealing with an illness. And, uh, you know, at, at this point, we might just have to bubble a wrap Lamar when the calendar turns to December. I, hopefully, Don't say it, Hopefully yeah. this doesn't lead into anything worse. Of course, injured a year ago, didn't play the last month. The year before that, same deal. Uh, had multiple bouts with COVID uh, in the 2020 season as well. So uh, hopefully Lamar can get rested and ready for that game on Sunday. Uh, I'm not touching that game at all, up to eight on that one. So the market is not concerned about Lamar not uh, practicing at all. You know, we're going to get Vinny right in here. Give him the hockey the hockey shift change right on in. Uh, he, has, he has his laptop. On the fly. On the fly, as always. Vinny? You guys want to? I got a great prop for you. Please. What's going to be higher? The combined total on these two NBA games or the number of cowboy hats here at the South Point? What do you like? <laughs> uh, let me well, hold on. I should tell you, right? The, the, the cowboy hats, you're, you're going to have to lay a price. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I have to lay, I would imagine I have to lay what? About 300 hats, even with how high these totals are going? 301 and a half. Yeah, I, don't I, mean, any, I, mean, I don't want any pushes. I mean, okay, okay, 301 and a half. There you go. You're not going to give me 299 and a half? Yeah, you should have bet earlier. I don't know. I would lay the I would lay the price with I mean, cowboy hats. You know, I mean, you have, to, you have to follow the market. You have to tr track the openers and then and, and see how the the wagering's going. Very, Hi, very, very, Hello, Vinny. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> very excitable crowd, by the way. Uh, it's a great uh, crowd, as always here during I, uh, NFR. I have to tell you, in all seriousness, this is one one of the best events of the year, not just for the South Point, but really for the entire city. I mean, this is it's an important event for the city economically. And what a what a great sporting event! And I, I'll tell you what, one thing about these these rodeo folks, the men, the women, there is no load management. There, I, I can tell you right now, they ride, they they compete. And I've seen some injury reports, particularly for the bull riding. Toughest toughest athletes out there. Great great stuff. Well, there's no questionable goring at all. No goring. Pfft. Goring, that's it's easy. Come on, <laughs> goring it. You see, gourd, it's it's like probable. So, do you make it out to the rodeo at least one night? I have a year? actually, Alex. I'm glad you asked that question. The first time I went to a rodeo, this will surprise you. My mother took me in 1967 to a rodeo at Madison Square oh, Garden. Oh no way! True there story. We go. That's right. At the garden. At the old garden. At the old garden. Yeah. I, yeah. And I, yeah. you know, I thought, of course, I thought I was going to a Nick game. She, 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 you know, she tricked me. But uh, it was, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a great event. So wow, that's, but, uh, that's, yeah. that's, but it's great. a great event here for, and uh, we love, uh, we love having, uh, having all the folks uh, here to uh, uh, both the participants and the fans as well. Great stuff. Well, let's go to the football game tonight. Yeah. Lowest total in a long time in the NFL, Vinny. You think? A 30. It's not Iowa either, which makes it even more impressive. Uh, well, Steelers wear, wear similar colors. It's Iowa-esque, I Iowa -esque, guess. Iowa-esque, uh, for sure. You could say, uh, right? Down from 32 to 30. Yeah. Uh, New England uh, was as, uh, at the peak six, five and a half now. Actually, a lot of five in the market on this game now as well. Uh, you know, you know it, it's interesting because Pittsburgh's, uh, Pittsburgh's on you. the backup quarterback. At Trubisky's least, going, yeah. Yeah, I, I would say this, at least going into two weeks ago, I would have said there's zero difference between Trubisky and Pickett two weeks ago. But the Pickett I saw for six quarters mm -hmm. without Matt Canada there, I think there is a drop. Now, I don't know. I don't think it's a significant yeah. drop, but it's at least a drop of at least a, po a point and a half probably would be what I would make it 
based off of that six-quarter stretch that Pickett played without Canada as his coordinator anymore. I don't know if it's even quite that high, to be honest Maybe with you, half. Jeff. To, yeah, because yeah. It, 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 it's really, it's almost like an entry. I mean, the difference, obviously, with, with Pickett is that he's you know, taken all the reps consistently for a longer period of time. But now you've got Trubisky, who's taken them all week long, right? And it's still, at the end of the day, it's still about uh, the uh, the Steeler defense, right? I mean, that's that's that, that's the big, uh, you know, the, the key point about about this game. Now, but you look about it at it also, the Patriots. Uh, it's not like they've been in a, a lot of high scoring games either. Patriots gave up six points last week and lost a game. I mean, you you talk about a good a good defense. Which I know at some point we're going to get to the Chargers this week. Chargers scored six points last right. week. They won a game. They lost two games this year, scoring thirty six and thirty eight. So I mean, I know that's a, a conversation for another another segment. But getting back to tonight, um, I think it's also a fact uh, a factor here. Obviously, that the Patriots have far more injuries uh, uh, to to their team. Um, you know, you've got uh, uh, Smith Schuster. Uh, Devontae Parker, both of them are questionable. I think they're going to probably be, I would say at least one of them probably does go today, if not both of them. Um, and then you got, you know, that uh, the Steelers uh, at home trying to recover and rebound from a disappointing game last week. Full full marks go to the Cardinals uh, for, for as hard as they play. And they, they've been playing hard all year. But you look at it and you say to yourself, you know, the Steeler team in a playoff position Probably in in the best overall division in in the league, right? We we power rate teams, but you also rate divisions. Uh, a, a terrific division, especially given what the Bengals did the other night. Take that into consideration for the division. Yeah. But really, a, a, I think a disappointing game uh, uh, by the Steelers coming out with uh, uh, a, a lot more impetus tonight. I think, and I think that's what uh, what you're going to see. As we get closer to kickoff, uh, is it if it gets back to six, is that going to be a take on the Patriots in all probability because that's what we've seen so far? Will the total go any lower, or will people start jumping in on the over at this point? You know what? And again, let's look. I mean, a, a thirty-two. I can't remember the last time we had a, a, a an NFL total at, at thirty-two. Um, it's now, and it's been bad under. I mean, at thirty-two to thirty, thirty yeah. it, all the way down, yeah. and so. Uh, will it go any lower, Alex? Uh, I did see some 29 and a halves out there. So it's, uh, uh, I think if, if nothing else this year, nothing, we shouldn't be surprised by anything. No, I, I mean, right. results, betting trends. I, I mean, right? this is ridiculous this week. Like, again, yeah. we're making this big hoopla about a 30 because a 30 is ridiculous. If it wasn't for this game, we'd be staring at Jacksonville and Cleveland this week where we don't know if Trevor Lawrence, we assume Trevor Lawrence probably won't be able to get up to speed on the short week. So it could be very easily Bethard against Flacco, mm -hmm. and <laughs> yeah, that, they're they're uh, they're, 30, they're battling. 31. They're thirty one. And, and that's yeah. these I are mean, NFL totals. NFL totals. Yeah. And then you have oh uh, you have ho hum you have a, a thirty eight in Carolina New Orleans which had, yeah. four years ago would have been astronomically low. Now it's just an ordinary total. The Jets and the Texans aren't even in the bottom two of totals this week, and that's thirty three and a half. Yeah, I mean. Look, the thing about it too is, you know, and, and we've got to really pay attention. As you look at some of these offenses, I mean, sure, they're 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 good. We know the Steelers' defense is good. We know the Browns' defense is good. But frankly, some of these offenses are just they're awful. I mean, and you have to pay close attention to that. And I think 
when when you get betters playing those kinds of numbers under, that's probably more of a factor in their mind. Alex, I mean, you you play these, you break these down every day. I think it's you know you're certainly factoring in tonight, for instance, uh, and and in the uh, Jags Browns game on Sunday, you're factoring in both defenses, but you're also taking into consideration the offenses. 100%. I know anything can happen. I know we could see defensive touchdowns here and it could go mm-hmm. over, but there was no way that I was going to bet this over. I did go under, and you mentioned it, New England, they held the Chargers to six points. The Chargers have an explosive offense. Yeah. They have a top mm-hmm. eight quarterback, maybe a top five who's actually playing right now and not injured in the league compared to the Steelers. So whether it's Pickett yeah. or Trubisky, I couldn't go over that total by yeah. any means. So. You're right. You have a lot to factor in here. Billy Zappi, Mitchell Trubisky, single window game. There you go, buddy. It's a uh, single window game. Even though I will stay say, loose, Jeff. I will say Keep uh, your arm I'll, loose, I'll, buddy. Be a, I'll be at the yeah. mobile arena tonight. I am not watching a single second of that football game. If I don't have to, <laughs> you're, um, you're, but uh, I'll be at the Laker game. You're going tonight. to the Laker game. Yeah. Okay. Uh, which uh, yeah. actually I'll just ask you on this. Yeah. Two o'clock Pacific tip for this game, which, by the way, Milwaukee had a huge run to take a four-point lead. Yeah, they were down uh, uh, down, down to double half. digits yeah. at half. Uh-huh. Now up four on a big run here at the beginning of the second half. But how was the action on that one? I, the total obviously got steamed into areas that we've never seen in an NBA total at two fifty-eight and a half. Almost like a, a, a it's a reverse a, of the NFL. A one. Uh, <laughs> a, a, uh, there was a time when that was like a, an NBA All Star game total, yeah. you know. And now, of course, uh, there's just com- no no defense at all. But um, yeah, more money on on the dog actually. But again, this is this is a Laker town. Oh yeah, and it always has been a Laker town. It'll be remain. A, a, it'll be a lot of support for the Lakers here. Uh, so they'll they'll be they'll be Laker money that that does show. It'll be overall, I think, a a good two way betting game, and that's terrific. As far as this game, again, let's let's remember this. Both games are here, obviously, over at uh, McUltra Arena, uh, uh, just a little north of us on, uh, on the Strip. And when whenever an event takes place here, there's always an uptick in the handle, right? We know that. Whether it's a boxing match, a UFC match, we had the we had the uh, the F1 race here. I mean, mm-hmm. it was you know, bet like a like the the. You know the NASCAR races that are here. So anytime there's a uh, an event here, you can add twenty to twenty five percent, maybe even more, depending on the event. Um, people love it. They adjust betters and credit betters for for a, a many things, including adjusting to to times, right? And what helps them with that is their mobile app. That's right. So uh, and again, uh, for the folks listening, they may not realize that when you come here to visit, as long as you're within the state. You can open a mobile app. You can fund your mobile app. You can go to the event and 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 you or, or not wherever you are, and you can still utilize uh, your mobile app. So you put all those factors together, and of course they space these out, right? It's a it's a two ticket event, right? Again, I'll, I'll go back to the, to to the old garden. I used to go to the garden for 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 double headers, <laughs> for NBA double headers, uh, but no, hey, listen, it's a sign of the times, and uh, I think that uh, that the response. Uh, to these uh, to these two games uh, has been good, and I think it'll be good right uh, right through uh, tip off. I think the response overall for this in season tournament has been very good. How has it been for your with the handle here? Good, Alex, and better. And and again, I will say this: credit them because there's a bit more incentive here with uh, with some pool money, and and the coaches are in on that too, which I think is helping. Is is more players playing right? There's a lot less. Yeah. 
uh, players sitting out. So uh, I, I, I guess if, uh, if if Commissioner wanted that, you know, Commissioner Silver uh, wanted that to uh, to help with that, uh, I would say it's helped a bit. So, uh, and again, listen, the the betters. Here's the thing: betters and bookmakers. We want to know who's in the game. Everybody wants to know. You we want to know when we're making numbers and when we're and when we're booking these games. And you want to know as a better, you know, to, uh, to when, and and when you're handicapping it. Fans yeah. want to know Fans when they're going to, for absolutely. the game. Sure. Yeah. What do you? How do you think this affects the league after this finishes? What do you? Do we see a huge drop off with stars? I well, the the load management rules. Yeah, resting. load management. Well, resting. the load the load management rules are different this year. There, there's steeper penalties for mm -hmm. for taking guys out of national TV games unless if they're legitimately hurt mm -hmm. or doing what the Spurs did forever and sitting five guys on one night. Yeah. Um. I. You know what? I. I I'm. I think it'd just be business as usual, more likely than not. I think that the whole point of this was it's November. Mm -hmm. You're at the peak of the NFL season. You're at the peak of your college football season. Draw some eyeballs away from football. I yeah. mean, we had 50 straight days with a football game, as we talked about earlier in the year. And here you go. Everyone on, on a Thursday night, this Thursday night game between the Lakers and the Pelicans will draw much stronger than a normal Thursday night NBA game normally does. No, no question. And, and, and again, it's to your point, Jeff, which is important. It's, is it going to do more business than, than uh, the NFL game? Of course not. Between the Patriots and the Steelers? Yeah. No, because the NFL... Uh, and, and college football, football's king. However, uh, there will be, this will be one of the higher handled NBA games of the young season for the reasons that we're talking about. It's, it's position, the fact that it's here in Las Vegas and both locals and visitors will take, take advantage of going. I mean, you're going to, you know, you're going to get to see LeBron James, right. And, and, and so many other, uh, great, uh, great basketball players. And so, uh, it'll it'll be tied into the. It, there'll be a lot more cross sport parlays to this by the general public. You have the terrific NHL card as well. Uh, you know the only thing missing tonight is uh, is the Golden Knights. <clears throat> of course, I'm biased, but uh, you know, no. In in all seriousness, though, I think when you've got this these two NBA games, you've got an NFL game, a Thursday night primetime game. You've got you know a few college games. You got Iowa, Iowa State, and college basketball. That'll <clears throat> that'll be the college highlight tonight, and then of course uh, a a really good NHL card. It'll make for a terrific weeknight, and really tonight's going to springboard right uh, a, a a great weekend. And don't forget Monday we've got a, an NFL doubleheader. Yeah, well, which I, we love. I mean, look, on our I, side I, of the counter. Look, there there are there are some primo games this weekend where yeah. Buffalo, Kansas City, which actually kind of acts as an elimination game for the Bills, as wild oh. as that seems. And uh, the Chiefs, though, right? Well, uh, Kansas I mean, City. Kansas I mean, City could be playing themselves out of a one seed. Mahomes might actually have to go on the road for a playoff game for once. Mm -hmm. That's one and a half. Uh, the best price in the entire city right now on Philadelphia is behind us. Because most of the cities, right. three, three and a half, taking the points minus 120 on Philadelphia. The only flat three and a half is behind right us. Right here. Uh, yeah. 11 to 10 on everything, as we know. And in those Monday night games, hey, Miami's down to 13. <laughs> down. Down to 13. Well, we did open Tennessee. 13. They did go to 14. Yeah. Uh, but 
Yeah, down down to thirteen, and, and that's it, professional money, right? I mean, it's it's two scores in a uh, in an NFL. And then America's favorite, Tommy DeVito, and the New York Giants are six and a half. There's a new the hero. Game. Hey, and I, I'm not know, talking about the sandwich. You know, you know, all I'm gonna say is, and Alex, you know, I you and I talked about this on Monday a little bit, yep. and this feels like it is one of the few games I actually like this week in the NFL is the Giants, because this feels like a perfect sell high spot on Green Bay. Where Green Bay was a, and Chris has said this, going from the home dog to the road favorite. Mm -hmm. This is as extreme of a circumstance as you're ever going to see. Pretty good size favorite too. Well, I I know. I mean, they were they were they were six for most of the week last week. Got bet down by game time and was the right side Mm -hmm. regardless of what number you got. Against the Chiefs, yeah. And now it's almost a touchdown on the road. You're you're talking you're talking almost a, a 12 and a half, 13 point swing here, which. You would never see that in an NFL circumstance. No, especially with a, a team that's basically a 500 team, yeah. right? Now, and the Giants are playing well. Um, listen, um, Tyrod Taylor was activated this week. Stick, and with said, we're sticking with our guy, with, uh, <laughs> with, uh, with Tommy DeVito. And listen, um, you know, credit, credit him. And the Giants are playing, playing better. You talk about defense. So defense has played pretty well. Uh, in, in, in this been, in this last month, yeah, defense has been but good. Other than a few games, they just got totally the, uh, toasted. Packers opened six and a half. They took the six and a half initially. We went to six. They laid the six and a half. Uh, now back to six and a half here. Another low total, thirty-seven mm-hmm. on the opener, down to thirty-six, which is not really a surprise. Um, you know, given the uh, the Giants again, good defense and the fact that they don't they don't really score. But um, yeah, but again, you 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 give us a double header. On Mondays during football, oh, it's a it's oh, a dream. There's simultaneous <clears throat> kicks, both at, at five. Yeah, that's I'm a I'm a little surprised. A that? No, I would love about you know four four thirty and and four, four five and five thirty like you know, did earlier in the year. Yeah. So for you know if we can get that out, we just keep repeating that. Hit the hit the repeat send to the uh, to the league office. We, we like that better, but we'll make it work. Right, always do. Before we let you go here, yeah. actually, before we all go we here all go. today, uh. I do want to ask you about the favorite flip game, which was fully mm. not not Jacksonville Cleveland. That's explainable. Trevor Lawrence, Trevor looks Lawrence. Like he's not going to play. We we understand why that moved. Indianapolis and Cincinnati is fascinating yeah. mm-hmm. because how much of what we saw on Monday was real from Jake Browning in his second career start, where he was after the first quarter, he was awesome in that game. Terrific. And the, the most completed passes. Uh, and for an over 350-yard game this year, mm-hmm. 31 of 35, didn't, he didn't turn the ball over. The only turnover for since he was that ridiculous pass from Tyler Boyd where he just threw it right to Josh Allen. Yeah. Uh, but this is a favorite flip and a pretty significant one of that from two and a half on the Indy side to two the other way. Well, I think when you look at what the what the Bengals did, first of all, the Bengals' defense was, I mean, it was a high-scoring game, but they, they made timely plays when they had to, right? Um, you, you, you The Colts... You know, both of these teams are, are fighting for survival. Look at the Colts. What a, what a terrific story they've been this year. And right now, they're they're in the playoffs. I think they're the seventh seed, right? So uh, their position right there, they, the, the Bengals are trying to get right back into it. So this becomes a very big game. And the fact, I think, what, what we saw the other night out of Jake Browning is, look, they're, they're functional. They're good. It, the running game was good. Mixon was 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 excellent. Uh, Brownie was fearless. He just said, "Look, I'm, I'm, you know, this is what I have to do. This is my job." You, 
you appreciate that, right? And again, that's what's fresh in people's minds also, right? Even though the Colts, in dramatic fashion, come back and win a game. You know, it was a back-and-forth game against the Titans. They win it in overtime. And so, but what, what people saw recently is... Is, is certainly uh, you know really what's driven this as well, but there had to be an adjustment again. Colts uh, Sunday night, you know, uh, Chris Andrews, director here at South Point, we you know opens the the NFL uh, right after kickoff on 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 the Sunday uh, the Sunday night game, two and a half, and then when the Monday game kicks off, right, it's a, it's a holdup just for a variety of reasons. One of the biggest reasons is maybe somebody gets hurt. That's the, the, the Trevor Lawrence well, I mean, situation that... is a is a clear indication of that. So yeah, um, but that's. That's how we uh, we approach it here, and and, and money has uh, has turned to uh, towards the Bengals here. I will say, C.J. Beathard looked significantly better than I would have expected. He did. <laughs> when he had to come in the game, he did. Yep. where if they get away with that hold, which looked like a hold live, and then on replay was mm-hmm. probably not worthy of a call. Uh, yeah, I I understand the move going across with no potentially no Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. But if Trevor Lawrence somehow plays, and I'm getting three points with Trevor Lawrence, even that 50% against Joe Flacco, that is uh, something where you might just have to be on it at the right time more so than anything. Well, he won't be 100%, though, right? No, I, I see. Mean, yeah, 50, I think 50, he was 60% at doing best, yeah. uh, some walkthrough stuff today and credit him you know, for, for fighting through it. Uh, but, uh, again, it's, uh, it's all about the number, right? That's right. It looked bad. I'm glad that it was just a sprained ankle yeah. and he yeah, should be ankles. back here soon. High ankle sprain. Yep. Uh, for uh, for Trevor Lawrence on that Monday night. All right, Vinny. Pleasure as always. Always good to be Let with you. Let's go back to work. Good Alex, stuff. pleasure as always. We'll see you with us Saturday on Saturday morning. morning at 8 in the morning. You'll be with Frank, I, though, tomorrow I at noon that. on Punchlines. Frank Nicotero, of course. Uh, Two-hour tomorrow for football. Football it's Friday, buddy. A little, little bit different looking with the one college game. We'll get a, we'll get some uh, some stuff from behind the book, though, from you and, you and you Chris Andrews, as always. I'm Jeff Parles. We'll see you again tomorrow, 2 o'clock Pacific time. Sports by the Book, South Point Studio.